Welcome to the KML Messcast. Can't everybody stop for 10 minutes? I mean, it's not that much to ask. It's so goddamn rude. What the fuck do they think I'm doing? Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Hello? You play to win the game. And now, your 2016 champion, soon to be two-time champion, and host, Maine. Howdy ho, everybody out there. I'm your host, Maine. This is the KML Messcast for week six. It is October 9th, 2019. And we're going to dive into things, see what happened uh, here in week five, you know. Some things stayed the same, same team on top, same team on the bottom. And something's changed in the middle, so we're going to dive into that. Check everything out, see what's on tap for week six. So sit back, crack yourself a beer. Let's get into things. Weekly recap. All right, recapping. Week five in the KML. First up, we had Reading Dwayne Bow getting by the KBO Ghosts 146.1 to 120.9. Again, a terrible game by Odell Beckham Jr. We'll see what happens with him moving forward. He might not even be on the Ghosts soon. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty disappointing. Got a great defensive p- performance out of Philadelphia. But uh, Aaron Jones, four touchdowns, 46 points. Okay. You know, it's, there's not, not much defense you can do about that. So, uh, had the highest points in the week, too, reading Dwayne Bowe, so had a great week for him. Uh, next up, we had Captain Scurve getting by the Viceless. Really a surprising win for a couple reasons. Captain Scurve getting up over 100 points, 109.6. The Viceless only putting up 68.8. Tough spot for the Viceless. It's been a rough couple weeks as we've been talking about here on the MessCast, and it uh, looks like the hits just keep on coming for him. I mean, his high score for the week was 14.8 points. That's not very good, and hence why he's got 68 We'll see if he can turn it around this week. Uh, Chalupa Batman scoring 139.7, getting past Gordon Lucko, 122.5. Strong game. Uh, really, this is like McCaffrey. McCaffrey and Watson, between the two of them, had over 80 points, 85 points. Uh, when you get 85 points out of two guys, you're usually going to be in a good position to win. And so he was able to weather the storm from a very balanced Gordon Lucko attack. Thielen, 28 points. Cook, 22 points. Cup, 22 points. Cup, now a top 10 wide receiver probably rest of the year. So glad I traded him for... Pennies on the dollar. Smart trade by me. Wonderful. Not bitter at all. Uh, after that, ooh, I take it back. We had Vitaly had high points in the week again. 147 beating King Park, 120.9. Good showing by King Park, but just not enough to get past the Vitaly juggernaut. He keeps on rolling. Uh, boy, it looks like he's going to be really tough to beat moving forward, so we'll see how that works out. But, uh, you know, another another win for Vitaly. And she gets that monkey off his back just a little bit after... You know, this was the game of the week, uh, you know, just because Turo's been so dominant over Vitaly for so many years. And, and finally, Vitaly, congratulations. You know what? Golf clap, Vitaly. Good job. Getting getting past Turo a bit, putting him back in his place. I guess since you're his landlord now, probably makes sense that uh, that you'd want to get the win there. Maybe Turo threw the game if he knew it was good for him because you don't want to piss off your landlord. Uh, next up was a terrible game. Not not Really not good at all. I think this was this the cake watch. No, I forget what the cake watch game of the week was, but this was not a good game. Oh, cake watch game was the vices and captain scurve. That's right. This was not a good game though. Straight bums, homie, ninety nine point eight, going up against the Mack truck, only scoring seventy five. Uh, two of the three teams that failed to score hundred points this week were involved in this game, and straight bums was able to get a W. But hey, you know it was ugly, but a W is a W is a W, and uh, he was able to sneak past Mack truck and and get it done. 
And then finally, we got Goat Train. Keeps on rolling, 132.2. Unfortunately, this week it was the Bodfather on the rails. Uh, not bad. I think this might have been his best offensive performance in the year, 112 points. Uh, but was still still not enough to get past the Goat Train. But, you know, I don't know if anybody's got enough to get past the Goat Train right now. Probably the hottest team in the league. Uh, Four-game win streak, I believe, for the Goat Train. Let me check that real quick. Hold on. Doing a little research on this. Four-game win streak. Longest win streak in the league is uh, Goat Train at four wins. Got a couple three... Three-game win streaks between Fighting for 11 and uh, the Straight Bums. Straight Bums, quietly hot, just the way he likes it. Doesn't want to call a lot of attention to it when he's doing well. And, uh, and yeah, so kind of looking at the league standings here, we still got uh, three teams at the top. We got Fighting for 11, Goat Train, Straight Bums, Homie, all sitting at 4-1. and one. Fighting for 11, holding the tiebreaker on points, has scored by far the most points in the league, 657 points. Uh, while only having 509 scored against him. That is a crazy differential. Uh, you know, just really riding hot. Those, those top three teams are all, are all really, really hot right now. Then you got your 3-2 and two block. You got the Chalupa Batman, Cabo Ghost, and Gordon Lucko in that order, all sitting at 3-2. and two. Uh, A couple teams pivotal there. Gordon Lucko was once in first place. Might have been his last week he's in first place. Now all the way back to sixth. Did make a trade today, though, so we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Uh, after that, you get your block of two and threes. You got Reading Twin Bow, the Viceless King Park, and Captain Scurve all sitting at two and three. Followed by Mack Truck one and four, and the Bodfather still searching for that first elusive win at zero and five. That's basically wraps up the landscape of the KML right now. So let's get into the trades and transactions. Trades and transactions. Trade market has been a little bit slow the last couple weeks, especially for the KML uh, standard amount of trades that we used to see per week. And I think we're going to see a pickup here in, it might be next week. And here's why. I think we're, we're going to start seeing more and more teams having to make moves to stay competitive. I think right now everybody's kind of hanging around in the middle there. A lot of teams, I mean, obviously first place is at four and one and, and third to last is, is uh, two and three. So only really three games difference between 10 teams in the league. So not a lot of, a lot of separation just yet. I, I think we're going to start seeing, uh, some more movements happen as uh, teams start, you know, trying to try to make their way to that seventh, that elusive seventh win for some teams. Uh, that's basically most cases guarantees a playoff spot. So anyway, the only trade we had this week, and this is actually the first time I'm looking at this. I haven't even really thought through this yet, but Bodfather trading Kelsey and Josh Jacobs to Gordon Lucko for Mark Andrews, Julio Jones, and Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson's a non-factor, so who gives a shit about Chris Thompson? But Travis Kelsey from Mark Andrews, obviously Kelsey is a, I think he's actually a little bit of a buy-low candidate, even though I think he's like tight end three or four or something on the season. I think he's up there still. Uh, so getting Kelsey. And Jacobs, I do like Jacobs, but obviously Julio is much better than Jacobs. Um, this is a little bit team-dependent, in my opinion. I always appreciate it when when Jared shuffles the deck because it means good things for everybody else most cases in the league because it just you know get get some new names out there let me pull up Gordon Lucko's let's take a look at his roster real quick because this is really I, I can't even look at Jared's roster because it's going to change uh but I want to look at Gordon Lucko's for a second see what he's done here he's still got Rogers at quarterback whatever Cook and Peyton, oh, Peyton Barber now so he traded no he got Josh Jacobs back has he just not put him in yet Oh, he's on by. I apologize. Josh Jacobs is on by, so that's good for for uh, for Ron here because he'll get Rodgers and they'll have Cook and Jacobs, which is a really nice one-two combo. Running back, wide receivers. I think you know what this is, boy. That really was all came down to, wasn't it? It was it was Cooper Cup has turned out to be a fringe flex play to now being 
his wide receiver number one. So now he's got Thielen and Cup going wide receiver one and two. Kelsey at tight end, and now he's just going to flex in the you know the hot hand. So he's got Sanu in there now. Who gives a shit? But uh, I'll tell you what. It's actually, I see what he's done. I see what he's done. I kind of like the trade. But boy, Julio's good. Julio might be the best wide receiver in the league this year. He's hot, you know, especially if he gets a couple more touchdowns and stuff. I get it. I mean, I, I get it for sure. Keeps you from starting Peyton Barber over and over and solves your big hole at RB2. Um, so, yeah, you know what? Good trade for both. Good trade for both. I think I'm okay with it. I see how it works. So, anyway, that wraps up the only trades. Uh, and then as far as, like, other transactions, like, like High Noon for Wednesday, like, didn't really matter. Wasn't a whole lot going on in High Noon. We had some 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 money spent, but not a whole lot. I mean, there wasn't really anything good. I think there, that tight end for the Rams was supposed to be a good pickup, but honestly, I don't know anything about him. Um, hold on, I'm going to take a look at this. Yeah, Gerald Everett added for twenty-seven dollars by the by the bums. Probably a little bit of a reach there, but hey, if you want to get off the tight end carousel and want to try to lock something down, do 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 what you do. You then you got Jonathan Hillman, which is the running back for the Giants, seventeen dollars. Quick quick check here at the Viceless roster. So you now have three Giants running backs on his roster. Just want to confirm this. Hold on. Oh yeah, he does. Gallman, Hillman, and Saquon. <laughs> when when was the last time? in fantasy football that three Giants running backs were on any roster, let alone one roster. I don't know if I've ever seen that happen before. That's tough to do. That's that's very improbable. So anyway, Viceless having now three running backs there, uh, trying to trying to chase the points with the Giants. Uh, Gordon Lucko bidding $15 on Teddy Bridgewater and being the only person to bid on him. So congratulations to him. Not really sure. What's he thinking? There's going to be a buy coming up or something? When's uh, Green Bay have their bye? Hold on, checking the schedule real quick. Week 11? Oh, this makes no sense. Hold on, I'm going to talk about this. Why the f- why the fuck would you spend $15 on Teddy Teddy Bridgewater when your starting quarterback is Aaron Rodgers? Is he really not going to start Aaron Rodgers? He's going to start Teddy Bridgewater? There's no way. you got to start Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a bye to week 11. And by week 11, Drew Brees will be back, which means Teddy Bridgewater is a zero. So, I don't get the move. Makes no sense to me. Really doesn't. Uh, other than that, the Eagles being added for defense. Blah, who cares? Auden Tate. Could be a nice little pickup for Captain Skurve. I like that he spent more money on another Cincinnati wide receiver. Spent $73 earlier in the year on, uh, what was his name, Ross. And now he's got another $3 on Tate. So, just packing in those Cincinnati wide receivers. Uh, and then, yeah, that's about it. Nothing really else of note going down through here. I do like the Byron Pringle ad by Mack Truck for $0. Surprise, he was the only one to grab Pringle. You know, could be could be a little sneaky pickup for Mack Truck, but unfortunately I think Mack Truck's just trying to trying to, <laughs> trying to roll the dice and grab anybody he can because that team's a fucking disaster. Uh, that does it for transactions, so let's get, let's get, into, the, uh, let's get into the next section here. This week's picks is sponsored by New Palestine Lawn Care. Now when your lawn is bald and looks like it might only have one ball, don't despair like your wife is cheating on you. Give NPLC a call. We'll help you divorce your landscape issues by making your grass beautiful under foot and paw. We've even got almost all of our own equipment, but we'll be renting a concrete saw. Thank you very much for your sponsorship. Let's get to the picks. Picks and predictions. 
All right. Last week, the KML Metscast Weekly Projections went another solid 3-3 three and three for the second week in a row. However, the all-time record, well, I shouldn't say all-time record, the yearly record is 14-16 and 16 year-to-date, so we're going to try to rectify this week by making some good picks. Uh, the first game up is the Cabo Ghost going up against the Chalupa Batman. Cabo Ghost sitting at 3-2, and two, Chalupa Batman sitting at 3-2. and two. Projected totals in this one pretty close, 118 to 115. However, the all-time record, not nearly as close. Uh, main overbill, 6-1 all-time on that one. Looking down through here, it's going to be an interesting game for a couple different reasons. Now, first and foremost is going to be the Patrick Mahomes versus Deshaun Watson matchup. Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes going head-to-head, which is always interesting. Uh, could be two of the top-scoring quarterbacks in the league this week. Should be a lot of fireworks in this one, especially Deshaun Watson coming off a great game. Uh, however, I think I like Patrick Mahomes slightly better just because you got to keep rolling with the hot hand. Didn't throw a touchdown pass. Did he throw none? No, I don't know if he threw a touchdown pass likely. But anyway, just you know, even his bad games are still like 20 points. I think he had like 18 points, and it was a, a, his worst game of the year. It probably will be his worst game of the year. So this is going to be interesting. I think this matchup is actually going to be a lot determined by this head-to-head matchup between Mahomes and Watson. Running backs, it's doesn't look good for the KBGs. He's got Kerryon Johnson and Royce Freeman, uh, and Chalupa Batman's rolling with Christian McCaffrey and Philip Lindsay. Now, I like the Philip Lindsay-Royce Freeman because they're both play for the same team. Going to be interesting. Another head-to-head matchup in a lot of ways. I know they're on the same team, but as far as fantasy goes, it's kind of a head-to-head matchup in that respect. Wide receivers. Now this is this is this is where the this is what I like to see. Cabo goes finally getting his first week back here. He's going to go Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill at wide receivers. Tyreek Hill, as you know, uh, he traded for Cooper Cup earlier in the year, essentially. It's been a horrific trade for the KBGs and probably will, unless Tyreek Hill can really do something spectacular the last uh, however many weeks are left. What are we, six, seven, like seven-plus weeks here? getting playoffs and to see how far we go. So we'll see if that trade actually pays off in the end. But so far, so bad for the KBGs. On the other side, Keenan Allen and Michael Gallup rolling for the Julie Batman. Love Keenan Allen, but I still think I like the side of the coin for the Cabo Ghosts on this side, uh, especially with the matchups. We'll see how that rolls, but I kind of like uh, what the Cabo Ghosts have going on, so I'm going to give them the favor over there. Tight ends, George Kittle going up against Vernon Davis. Couldn't love that more. George Kittle, obviously, the favor there. Finally got a touchdown last week, too, so maybe this is a nice little start for him. And at the flex position, we got Odo Beckham going up against Damian Williams. Uh, Damian Williams coming back from injury. I think this is going to be his first game back in a couple weeks, so it's kind of interesting. Shouldn't have to do much to beat OBJ, but OBJ's been terrible. He needs to get it. He needs to get it going. I mean, this is like two weeks in a row that he's been you know, the, like the two worst weeks of his career. The two weeks in a row, Baker Mayfield sucks. I don't even think it's like a question anymore of like, oh, does he suck? No, like he sucks. He's terrible. So I think that caps Beckham's upside for sure. I don't love it. I actually think I'm going to lean Damian Williams in this one. Uh, I kind of like that Houston game for a lot of different reasons. So I'm going to go with Damian Williams on the flex position. Uh, defenses, you got Ravens and Zerline for Cable Ghosts. And then you've got Eagles and Kaimi for the Chulupa Batman for the kicker as well. Uh, I think I like the Ravens and Zerline on that side. That Cincinnati team's god-awful, so hopefully the Ravens can keep it hot against Cincinnati, even though I think the Ravens' defense might be a little bit of smoke and mirrors, uh, but we'll see how that goes. And, of course, you got Zerline against San Francisco. Oh, that's a big game. Rams-San Francisco, that's a real good one. We'll have to keep an eye on that one. But, yeah, so overall in this matchup, I'm going to go with the KBGs. I think they, you know, they've lost two in a row. No, they haven't. They've lost one in a row. Um... Uh, 
but I think this is a this is where they can get back to four and two and feel pretty good about their about their team. And hopefully, I'm I'm gonna say Hill. Here's what I'm gonna say. I think Mahomes over Watson, even though I don't I don't know that for sure. But I think if we can get past the home Mahomes Watson matchup and we can come out with a lead, if Mahomes can can uh, out outduel Deshaun Watson in this one, then I feel pretty good about uh, the Tyreek Hill Odell Beckham. Matt, I think if I can get Hill and Beckham going, which I think they do, if I can get Hill and Beckham going a little bit, I think that'll be too much to overcome. And uh, but boy, McCaffrey's good. Boy, McCaffrey's good. Averaging 28 points uh, a game. Shit. Yeah, as long as I, I, I you know, got to dodge McCaffrey and got to have Oda Beckham and Tyreek Hill uh, get going a little bit. So picking the KBGs in this one, uh, it's going to be close. So it's going to be tough, tough, hard, hard fought matchup. Uh, let me look at the game times here. Anything major? Eh, Bills get everybody going early. Ooh, there's an, oh, there's a London game. Carolina Tampa Bay's in London. Didn't know that. Yeah. So anyway, might have a Carry On Johnson Monday Night Miracle. So we'll see what happens on that one. But anyway, going with KBGs. Moving on to the next game. These nuts. Ha! Got him! The next game we got coming up is Captain Scurve traveling to Reading Dwayne Bow. Captain Scurve, two and three on the year. Reading Dwayne Bow, also two and three. We actually had like four or six matchups that were the same record. So it's going to be interesting to see how the shifts work out here. Sometimes some teams moving up, other teams moving down. So uh, Captain Scurve, two and three on the year. Like I said, he's projected for 99 points. We've got Reading Dwayne Bow projected for 115. So uh, pretty lopsided here. We got a 16 point favorite in Reading Dwayne Bow. All time record here. Uh, let's see, we got Minot going to Rodgers. Eh, Rodgers holds the all-time record, four games to two. Um, it looks like this is going to extend to five games to two, spoiler alert. Uh, but let's go down through and take a look at these two teams. For Captain Scurve, you got Dak Prescott at the quarterback position going up against Russell Wilson for the Reading Dwayne Bow. I'll tell you what, really, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, I did not think was going to be good this year. I really didn't. I, I kind of got burned by him two years ago now. And it, you don't forget that type of shit. You know, so, but number one QB on the year, been great for reading Dwayne Bow. I don't know if it keeps up. I don't, I can't see him being, finishing the season number one of the year, but even so, I think I might actually like Dak in this mess up a little bit better. Poor, poor Rogers having to go up against his, his favorite team's quarterback. It's going to be tough to root for fantasy, but Dak Prescott traveling to the Jets. I can see that working out pretty well for him. So I think I like Actually, Dak in that matchup a little bit better. Running backs, you get James Conner and Melvin Gordon going up against Le'Veon Bell and Ezekiel Elliott. Boy, did this look like a marquee matchup at the beginning of the year, didn't it? Just those four names together. Conner and Gordon going up against Bell and Elliott. That would be very, very hard to pick. However, with the season going on, obviously Bell and Elliott is the much better side of this coin. Conner has been an extreme disappointment all year. And Gordon, I think, still needs at least one more game to get back into you know, full full shape where he totally reclaims that role and, and hopefully starts scoring some more points for the old Captain Skurve. Wide receiver's position, you got Brandon Cooks and Marvin Jones for Captain Skurve going up against Calvin Ridley and Larry Fitzgerald. That's tough. That's a tough one. Um, I don't know. I'm going to give that a push. I can see that going any either way. I'll tell you what, I keep waiting for Brandon Cooks to have like a Brandon Cooks game. I don't know, he hasn't really had like a, you know, two-touchdown, 150-yard performance yet, but you know what's coming. And Ridley's been relatively hot. I mean, wide receiver 23 on the year. But then you got Fitzgerald, who I feel like Kyler's been pushing the ball down the field a little bit more. So Larry Fitzgerald might be good, too. 
Yeah, you know what? I might, I might, I might slightly lean towards Rogers on this one. I might like Ridley and Fitzgerald a little bit better just because they have a higher floor on that one. But we'll see what happens there. Tight end, you got Delaney Walker going up against Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper, number one tight end on the year, surprisingly. Uh, I'll stick with Hooper. Stay in the flames. Play in Arizona. That defense is awful. So I think that's good for Austin Hooper. Uh, flex position, you got Tevin Coleman for Skurve going up against Aaron Jones. Obviously, you got to stay with Aaron Jones since he just friggin' put up 45 points last week. The asshole. And then uh, defense and kicker, you got 49s and Tucker for Captain Skurve going up against the Chargers and Brett Mayer for Reading Twimbo. I actually like 49ers and Tucker a little bit better on this equation than I do Chargers and Mayer. So I'm going to go uh, for Captain Skurve on this one. Overall, though, I think I got to pick Reading Twimbo. I will say this, though. Picking Dwayne, reading Dwayne Bow simply because I think they're playing better now, like I really do. However, I, I kind of like Midas' team. He's got a little, he's got a little something here. I mean, if he can get, I mean, well, he's got a, a couple things have to break his way, but he's got, he's got some pieces. Like if Connor and Gordon can get rolling at all and get back to like their true RB one status, I mean, that's a good rock to build off of. He's got Tevin Coleman coming back from injury, so if Tevin Coleman can get running with a you know five and zero you know San Francisco team, might have a little something there. Although I think Breida is still still a dominant force there and if cooks can get going like this time this team might be a little better than the two and three record shows i will say he can't be unhappy being two and three given some of the things that have happened early so he's probably not a bad spot right here so but i think he falls to two and four but i can see him reeling off like a like a little mini run middle of the year like three games surprising to to dig himself where he's kind of in like fringe playoff contention but he might have something going there but uh rogers good team you know gonna stay rolling i think this week so i uh, expect to see him moving back to 500 all right, all that said, let's get on to the next game. These nuts. Ha! Got him! Ha! Got him! <laughs> all right, next game up is the Viceless sitting at 2-3. and three. Traveling to King Park also sitting at 2-3. and three. This one, Viceless only projected for 95.2 points. King Park projected for 107.6. That means about a 12-point favorite for the old King Park. All-time record. See what we got here. Moto going up Moto going going up against Turo. Moto three games to two all time, so pretty even there. And I will say this. A little bit of offense to some of these both of these teams, because they both suck in their own way. But this was almost the keg watch game of the week. I know it's weird to put two and three teams in the keg watch game of the week, but man, I I thought about it. Because both these teams are terrible. For different reasons, though. I shouldn't say terrible. Well, I'm gonna say terrible. But for different reasons. I mean we'll we'll go down through this. So Moto, you got Carson Wentz at quarterback uh, going up against Tom Brady. That that New England game could get pretty rough pretty early. However, I think I like Wentz a little bit better in this game, and I'm not. Uh, here's why: I think I <laughs> I can see Tom Brady against the Giants getting so ugly so quick that he stops throwing the ball, and they just run it, and they're just like, "Let's get out of here." And Sonny Michelle has a big game, you know. So I I think I actually like Wentz a little bit better in this matchup. Uh, running back position, you get Ingram and Eckler going up against Henry and Freeman. <sighs> The tide is shifting. The tide is shifting. I think I like Henry and Freeman better overall in this matchup, and here's why. Mark Ingram right now, running back six in the year. Is there anybody that would take a $100 bet from me right now that Mark Ingram does not finish six or better on the year for Arby's? Because I would make that bet. So you know there's a regression coming there. Uh, same with Eckler. He's currently three on the year, but with Gordon coming back, I think his opportunities just get more and more limited. However, it will always be able to be played. I just don't think he's going to be a top you know, RB1. It's not going to be a top 12 guy uh, week in and week out. So I think I see a regression there. For uh, wide receiver, you got 
Robert Woods and Terry McLaurin for Moto going up against Amari Cooper and Mike Evans for Turo. I obviously had Cooper and Evans better on that side. Uh, the tight end position, you got Hawkinson for Moto going up against Disley. Disley's been amazing. Disley's been a revelation. He's been really good. I like Disley in this one. Uh, the flex position, you got Golden Tate going up against Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle could have like a 25 point game. I could totally see it going up against the Giants. So I like Sony in this one. And then uh, defense and kicker, you got Panthers and Butker for Moto going up against Broncos and Sly for King Park. I don't really care. I mean, I don't think either one of these is particularly a good matchup for for these guys. So I'm going to call that a push. But overall, I like King Park, and I think the reason in large part is because New England gets to pay gets to play the Giants this week. I think Brady has an okay game. I don't think he goes crazy, but I really think Sony's going to have a monster game. Same thing with Evans. Like Evans had what, like zero last week. Like he can't do that again, you know. So he's gonna he's gonna bounce back. I just think I think Turo's going to do too much. Poor Viceless, you know, just has had such terrible luck uh, carrying three Giants running backs. Going to have to make some moves. Like this is a team, you know. I, mean, I said some some teams are going to have to make some moves to get themselves back in contention. I think. I think Moto is going to need to get Saquon back, which isn't going to be this week, but I think it'll be next week. Um, still will start Eckler. If I was him, I'd probably trade Ingram and try to make some moves, get a better – get another wide right receiver. You can't start McLaurin week in and week out. That's terrible. You don't want to do that. You know, so get another – what happened to your receivers? Didn't you – oh, you know, you have never had good receivers. That's right. You you stacked running backs, but yeah. So Moto's Moto's one of those teams that I can see if he falls to two and four, getting Saquon back, looking to make a little bit of a run. You know, I can see a trade or two coming out of him, uh, and then Turo. I don't think trade Turo will trade. He'll get to three and three, feel pretty good about himself, and then he'll fall. You know, lose two or three games in a row, be, and uh, before he knows what's happening, and be be back where he belongs out of the playoffs. So anyway, that is almost keg watch of the game. Probably could have made it one, but uh, we'll see later why it was not keg watch of the game. Moving on. These nuts. Ha! Got him! Got him! <laughs> All right, here we go. Next, we got Gordon Lucko going up against Mack Truck. Wow. Boy, Scott. <laughs> I know it's a bye week. I know it's a bye week for, like, four starters for you. Singletary, Brissett, Mack, and Brown. But boy, this is going to be ugly. Gordon Lucko basically getting a free win. I don't even know if I need to talk about this. Anyway, Gordon Lucko, 3-2 on the year. Uh, going up against Mack Truck, 1-4 projected points for Gordon, Gordon Lucko, 108 to a projected 62. 62 for the old Mack Truck. However, Sammy Watkins might not play, so uh, that will go up a little bit, but it's certainly not going to go up. The 46-point line. This is a 46-point line. In a, a time where I think I think Scott's I think he's about set. It's not like he's got like a couple zeros in there. Who the fuck? You're gonna start Reggie Bonif? You're not starting Reggie Bonifun. Get him out of there. Oh, we gotta talk about this. Okay. Okay. Anyway, I like every single position for Rob better than I like for Scott. I don't even want to go through it. Quarterback Rogers. Running backs Cook, Barber, Thielen, Cup, Kelsey. Now Sanu, Vikings, Gold. Awesome. All right, Scott. Let's let's spend a, let's spend a moment. Quarterback Baker Mayfield negative two points last week. Yeesh. I understand he's got better better things coming for him, but this is this is an interesting shot in the dark. Obviously not going to live up to Aaron Rodgers' standard, so I don't like Baker. Wide receiver. I mean, the running backs. This can't be 
boy, bye weeks suck for you. I apologize. Chase Edmonds, Reggie Bonifant. These guys aren't even remote starters. They're borderline handcuffs. So unless McCaffrey gets hurt, and unless David Johnson, I know David Johnson has like a little back issue or something that he's dealing with, but even so, like you can't roll these two guys. I mean, there has to be somebody better out there. My God, boy, you're taking the loss this week. Uh, wide receivers, Sammy Watkins, Kenny Galladay. Watkins might not even play, currently projected for zero, but I, I don't know. I think he might play. Who knows? Sammy Watkins, Kevin Galladay. Galladay is awesome. He's your best player this week. Zach Ertz, he's good too, but he's not better than Kelsey. Uh, Byron Pringle, you know what? More power to you. You know, shoot for the moon with Pringle. Maybe you get something hot there. I mean, because that's really got to do on a bye week like this. You got to shoot for the moon. And then uh, Texas and Nugent, who cares? Texas, you can't start Texans against Kansas City. Can you start any defense against Kansas City? I don't feel like that's a good idea. Oh, whatever. Uh, yeah. I feel bad dogging on your team. I mean, not, I don't really feel bad, but I see, I mean, like, if you were full strength, you'd have Brissett at quarterback, which isn't awesome, but at least your running backs would be, you know, Mack and Singletary, which are is more than passable, and the wide receivers could be Galladay and Brown, which is great. Not great, but solid. Uh, some Your team's not terrible, per se, but my goodness, this is going to be a rough. This I haven't seen a bye week slaughter like this in a long time. This game will not be closed. It's already over. Gordon Lucko wins by an absolute mile, and uh, we'll see what Scott can do next week to try to right the ship. So, all righty, well, you might you might not just not want to look Scott until like Wednesday, Wednesday morning for high noon, just because this is going to be an absolute slaughter. All right, next boy, that's I, I'm depressed now. I'm depressed. Let's move on. The Keg Watch Game of the Week. Keg Watch Game of the Week is Vitaly fighting for 11 our first place team 4 and 1 overall traveling to the Bodfather our last place team 0 and 5 123.8 projector for Vitaly 96.6 projector for the Bodfather all-time record in this one what's that one look like uh Vitaly versus Jared oh all locked up 3 and 3 the reason this is the keg watch game is because i think i i think Jared might have to be in the keg watch game every time until further notice until somebody else like at least ties him at least he gets a first win and then him and scott both have one win or something but it like i feel like the essence of the keg watch game necessarily isn't like the worst game of the week well this this really should could be the worst game of the week but it's more you know who's on keg watch who's who's in the lead to buy the keg who's in the lead to be the worst team and until a team wins a game this is like just like joel last year oh and five until a team wins a game he's got to be on keg watch and so, therefore, this is why Jared is on the keg watch. I don't know if poor Vitaly gets dragged down, but another another bye week. Boy, Gordon Lucko and uh, fighting for 11, really, really catching catch, catching a break this week uh, with what looks to be free wins. Anyway, let's look at this. Uh, the line projected for Vitaly to win by about 27 points. Both have full rosters. Uh, quarterback position, you got Matt Ryan for Vitaly going up against Daniel Jones for the Giants. I mean, uh, for Jared, but Daniel Jones at New England with, with Angram out and with Shepard out and Saquon out, that, that ain't not good. Yeesh. But, so that's going to be terrible for you. Matt Ryan, definitely uh, the advantage here playing at Arizona. Running backs, Kamara and Gurley going up against Mixon and Thompson. Obviously, Kamara and Gurley is much better than those two. Wide receivers, Godwin and Hopkins going up against Edelman and Jones. I actually kind of like Edelman and Jones better than I like Godwin and Hopkins. So I'm going to stick with the, the Jones and Edelman side of things. 
Uh, tight end Olsen going up against Andrews. I like Andrews better for Jared. Flex, you get Leonard Fournette going up against Stefan Diggs. Obviously, Fournette takes the cake on that side, unless Diggs can do something, but we, hasn't, we, haven't, we have not seen it to date. So you got to stay with Fournette until further notice. And then defense and kicker, you get Redskins and Lambeau uh, for Vitaly, and you get Saints and Boswell for Jared. I am looking for something positive to say about Jared's team. Vitaly's a juggernaut. Strong at the quarterback position. Amazing at the RB1 and 2. Gurley actually started to play like Gurley again, which has been great for him. Uh, great wide receiver 1. Decent wide receiver 2. I mean, really no holes in this in this lineup. Just solid top to bottom. You know, you can't, can't really ask for anything more than that. No glaring weaknesses. Probably means he won't trade the rest of the year. Uh, and they got Jared... You need can't you know, if you can get Cam back and get and get Jones out of there. I don't know why you're running backs. This come from me too, but Chris Thompson, yikes. Guess you got to do what you got to do, but I will say this about Jared's team: it has not played up to its potential, unfortunately. Just hasn't. You know, just it, it, I, you think you've got good guys; they just need to play better. And if you guys play better, then I think you've got a shot. And you, you, I mean, you had a good week last week, 112 points or whatever it was. So, I mean, you showed some life, which is good. I'm glad you showed life and you made some moves. Got Julio, which is fun. Um, but, man, oh, man, this is just not a good week. Poor, poor Scott and Jared. Just the, the rich get richer and the, the, the poor get poor in this one. Those two guys. You know what? Don't worry about it this week, you two. Uh, take your losses and then, uh, you know, regroup next week. You'll be okay. Next week's a new day. I'm not looking at the schedule to see who you play, but it can't be. It's got to be better than than uh, you know what your matchups are this week. Uh, another depressing matchup. You know what will cheer me up though? The game of the week. So let, let's go ahead and move on to that. Behold, you sons of bitches. It's the KML game of the week. Game of the week. Now we get to talk about something fun. We got straight bums homies sitting at four and one third place, going to the goat train, four and one second place. An amazing matchup. A matchup for first place in a lot of different ways. Well, maybe not over Vitaly after he beats the Podfather, but still, it's going to be a matchup to remain on pace for first place. Uh, projected points 109.2 for Wingus, 109.1 for Joel. So he doesn't get any closer than that. All time record. What do we got? Wingus versus Joel. Wingus holds the all-time record, three games to two, and boy, this is going to be an interesting game. I want everybody to keep an eye on this. We're gonna we're gonna dive into this a little bit deeper here. Got Lamar Jackson going up against Gardner Minshew. Obviously, I think uh, LJ uh, for the straight bums. I thought he was gonna start Kyler this week. I think he's probably gonna do a little tinker stinker on this side. So you might don't be surprised to see Kyler get popped in there. Uh, then the running back position, you got David Johnson, and Chris Carson going up against Chubb and Breida. Breida looks good. Breida looks real good. But uh, Chubb at Seattle, Carson. Oh boy, I think I like I think I like Johnson and Carson a little bit. Chubb's been strong, but uh, you know Seattle coming to town. We'll see how that goes. So I think I like J- Johnson and Carson a little bit better than I like Chubb and Breed on that side. Wide receiver, you got Lockett and Moore going up against Thomas and Shark. Shark attack. Uh, I think I like yeah Thomas and Shark. You got to stay in the flames with Shark. This Shark Minshew combination has been amazing. So. I think you got to stay with uh, the Thomas and Shark side of things there. 
Tight end, you got the newly acquired Gerald Everett going up against Jason Witten. I like Everett better on that side. Flex, you got Josh Gordon going up against Jarvis Landry. I think I like Gordon a little bit. I expect I expect Gordon to get back on his horse a little bit. He's been quiet, and I think uh, you know the Giants might be a good <laughs> might be a good way to get back on your horse there. So I could see Gordon having a better day there. And then defense and kicker, you got Cowboys and Lutz going up against Patriots and Matt Gay uh, for the Goat Train. And obviously, I think I like Go Train on that side because this Patriots thing. Again, I'll admit I'm wrong every week until I'm proven right. Uh, $36 on the Patriots defense has been an absolute steal to date. Never saw it coming. Would have never expected it. Not to mention the fact you could have got him for five or whatever it was. But still, $36 was still an amazing price for the Patriots defense. Been winning him games, winning him games week in and week out. And I think it continues this week because poor Wingus is on the tracks. I am choosing the Goat Train. To keep on steamroll and move to five and one, uh, basically having the inverse of last year, and uh, yeah, I just think the Gotrin keeps on rolling. I think those wide receivers are going to be the big issue. I think the Thomas and Shark. I think Wingus is going to need to dodge the Minshew Shark combination uh, with them going to New Orleans. If he can, if he can get a stinker out of those two guys, he's got a shot. But other than that, if if those guys show up and the Patriots keep doing Patriots things, especially the Giants on Thursday night, uh, we'll see what happens. I, ex- I predict no less than two GGs from Wingus to Joel uh, on Thursday night as the Patriots are absolutely destroying the Giants and probably scoring two defensive touchdowns. So we'll see what happens. But anyway, I'm picking the GOAT train on that one, and that about wraps up the picks. Let's go ahead and get into final thoughts for the week. Final Thoughts. The title of this week's Final Thoughts is The Reader. <clears throat> Ukraine remains first. His team looks unbeatable. Unlike poor MJ. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to the KML Messcast. I'm your host, Maine. Let's see what happens this week. It's going to be an interesting week for everybody. I mean, a couple teams have easy wins, but there's a lot of head-to-head matchups that are going to have some playoff implications. A lot of teams I can see going head-to-head uh, for you know the sixth playoff spot for maybe a, a bye here or something like that. But it's going to be very interesting. So this is an important week for a lot of teams in the league. Uh, so we'll see what happens heading into week six of fantasy football. Be sure to reach out to us if you have any questions or comments, kmlmesscast at gmail.com. And until next time, this is your host, Maine, signing off. Good luck, everybody. Great cash, homie.